Hey friends, welcome on in Coach Shelby and Coach Christine joining you for Time for Brunch. There is always an open table, a hot cup of coffee, and endless running fun to keep you moving and grooving all the miles through. So let's lace up those shoes, put a smile on your face, and log some miles. Now, if you're anything like me and also Coach Christine, stretches are not always our friend, but they're very important. So we're going to kick off this episode with some dynamic stretches to make sure you are actually moving your body before we just go out and run our little hearts out. So we're going to start off with leg swings. So you can do these either while holding onto a chair, a park bench, your best running friend that's with you, whatever feels good. But we're going to want to stand tall, bring your shoulders down. And you can also put your hands on your hips if you need a little extra stability. I want you to take your right leg and I want you to swing it like a pendulum and an old school cuckoo clock. We all know them, we've all seen them. Swinging back and forth, really focusing on bringing it side to side and not just having it kind of lay there like a dead fish. We're gonna switch it up. We're gonna do our left leg now. Same thing, mindfully moving those muscles. You can also do a little head to toe check as you're doing these to make sure that you take a moment to check in with your body and see how it's feeling. Now we're gonna stop those leg swings and we're gonna do my personal favorite, squats, because it's all about the peach. I don't care what you say, it's the best. So you're gonna want your feet a little bit more than shoulder width apart here. And when you're squatting down, really focus on feeling it in the bottom part of your glutes, not your lower back. It's great to stick your butt out, but if you're feeling that pressure in your lower back, it's gonna be counterproductive and it's gonna hurt later. So make sure as we are squatting, you are bringing down those glutes and really contracting as you bring them up. As you get to the top, give the glutes a little extra squeeze, coming back down a few more times here until it feels good and making sure to protect those knees, keeping all of that pressure through your heels. Get your last couple squats in, and then we're going to pay attention to that upper body that does not get a whole lot of love. So stand up tall again, it's kind of the theme if you haven't gotten there yet. And we're gonna do some chest openers, taking your arms, putting them out beside you in the air, nice and straight, and then you're gonna cross your chest, taking a little bit of that I don't know, a little hip hop move, maybe a little old school gym class, really just focusing on loosening up that upper body. And then once you get that done, take your shoulders, roll them forwards a few times, switching back the other way, shaking off the dust from the day and getting ready to head out there. So I hope you're feeling good. If not, you have a couple more seconds as I throw it on over to my cohort in crime, my running best friend, Coach Christine. What is going on? Oh my gosh, Coach Shelby, I think we're going to eventually have to stream these recordings because people need to see that you are actually physically like from your seat going through all of these. You are doing shoulder rolls. I see you kind of dancing around. I feel you, girl. I feel you. We're going to go ahead and wrap up those dynamic movements, those stretches. We're going to get rolling into our five-minute warm-up walk. So, friends, let's get ready. And as Coach Shelby already said, the theme is rolling nice and tall from start to finish in three, two, and one. So we're moving into a strong walk. And, you know, I think Coach Shelby... You're probably with me on this. We're going to be talking a little bit later on today about confidence. And I don't know about you, but the best way I can project confidence, not only having a smile on my face, but is being really tall with my posture. 
Because you say that like we're both extremely tall. I am five foot two, barely. So I have to stand tall to get up and get the stuff on the top of the shelves. Like I refuse to ask for help in order to get something from the grocery store. I monkey climb all over those shelves. I don't know about you. Sure that the inventory folks are just ecstatic when they see you doing that. <laughs> oh yeah, they totally love it. So I'm five, six and three quarters. But that's just physically, right? In my mind, I think I'm six foot tall. Like I just, I project that like I am tall and I feel good being nice and tall. But you know, I love to think about that Shakespeare quote for all of my more petite, shorter friends. Though she be little, she be fierce. And so I don't mess with short girls. <laughs> like I don't oh, like, hey, I am not getting in your way, girl. You do you. <laughs> Oh, we're scrappy. I always said, I'm not sure I'm fun sized. And then I saw that saying on all of the shirts and I'm like, okay, I thought I was witty, but yes, not. <laughs> they stole your but idea. No. Yeah, you know, just, I mean, copyright infringement left and right over there. But no, it's true. Like I always say like, I'm short, but I'm scrappy. I can throw down. Okay, not really. I cannot take a punch. I've never had to, but I just know myself well enough. But no, I, I stand tall because if I don't, I just, I look like a troll. I don't think that at all. I don't think that at all. But every time I think about whenever I talk about on the mic about being tall, I can feel my posture straighten up. I'm like, ooh, I don't sit with very good posture. So let's let's think tall just like these incredible athletes are rolling tall here. We've got a couple minutes into our walk, a few minutes to go, and then we are gonna do a good, strong, long brunch, of course, kicking off with about 10 minutes of a Good conversation pace on that RPE scale of one to 10, when being a stroll, 10 being an all out sprint. Our folks are going to be hanging out around three to four. You should be able to chit chat with me and coach Shelby if we were all rolling shoulder to shoulder. Then we'll have a couple minutes in between each longer endurance segment to either pull back into a walk or to push up the pace. Or hey, if you don't like to choose one or the other, you could do both during those two minutes. I love that. I always like a good push. I usually save them for the end of my run. I don't know about you. I always start out more conservative. Like I know that's kind of rule of thumb for running 101, but I truly do like it. I'll always be a little bit more conservative so I can finish feeling really strong and I don't have to worry about using all of my energy up because I feel like once you go fast, it's really hard to pull back and be comfortable in that more relaxed sometimes so I'll save it for like the second or third round just to give my something, something look I'm, forward I'm to. always okay with pulling back into the more relaxed pace like I have I can't think of very many times where I've been like I can't go back to a relaxed pace no I can't think of that off the top of my head coach but I'm glad to hear that there's other runners that have a hard time holding back <laughs> so are you the one like if you open a bag of M&Ms you don't finish the whole thing like are you actually good about like Wait, we're talking about running or we're talking about food two completely different things running I can well, pull back <laughs> you didn't tell me we we're talking about M&Ms I didn't know I have to pace myself with those Okay, so you're 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 gotten better at pacing in all the ways of my life because again, as we discovered, enthusiasm is my number one thing and it's both a really great pro and a really big con. So I'm trying to just temper that enthusiasm. Kind of just not I'm not trying to fit into any molds, just not scare people quite as much. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We're gonna be starting our first endurance segment actually in about 45 minutes 
seconds. So what would you like our folks to know as they head forward in about 30 seconds, Coach? Just relax. Again, one of those things to where, as we're talking about standing tall, don't sit there and jut your chin up to the sky. Keep it level, keep it even, and just kind of settle in. Again, this is the beginning of our brunch time. There's no need to rush it. We got plenty of time for you. I love it. That is perfect. It makes me think of kind of like European style eating where it's relaxed and you can stay there forever and not worry. So friends, no worries here. Let's go ahead and move into our first long brunch endurance segment in three, two, and one. Every time you say that, I'm like, drop it like it's hot. I don't know why. Every every countdown, I'm always like, drop it, get it, let's go. Friends, if you're dropping it like it's hot right this very instant, please, I beg you, take a photo and tag us on social media. What do you think, coach? Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) hey, we've already established I love my squats. So anytime I get to drop it, I might not come back up, but I can drop it with the best of them. I'm never going to be able to do a squat ever again without thinking about you. Seriously, especially, (laughs) especially when I like do a nice sumo squat after a long run. better. So coach, I think for this first segment, let's get to know each other a little bit more because that's been so much fun. And we get to know our listeners as well. So friends, you are rolling through this conversation piece. I want you to play along and maybe keep a couple of these in mind so you can tag us on social media when you're done. You can find us on Instagram at Time for Brunch Podcast. So coach, I'm going to kick it off with a little bit of this or that, if you don't mind. Go for it. Lay it on me. Oh, this one's a really good one. I feel like this one's this one's so good. I'm gonna keep it for like later on. Like we need a warm up. Oh, again. Let's just let's just get to that one first. Let's see. Do you rather run a hilly 5K or a flat marathon? Flat marathon every day of the week because I've already established. I do not do hills. I mean bridges. Yes, they're they're fine. They're a necessary evil in Florida, but. I'm taking a flat marathon all day, every day, no matter what. For 5K? Yes. Oh my gosh. You'd rather run almost 23, actually more than 23 miles to have a flat marathon? Okay, yes. I'm, I'm not doing that. There's no hesitation. No <laughs> hesitation I heard it. Trust me, I heard it. You're like, no, I already, like, it's, you would think that I had given you that question and you had prepared for it, which yes, yeah. we didn't. We're both hearing this for the first time together. <laughs> so you'd really take hills? Oh, for a 5K, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, a 5K, I could do that for a 5K. We can do anything for a 5K, but the marathon, it requires, you know though, coach, the marathon is not my favorite distance. No, same. So for me to commit to a marathon distance, that I need to have, I need to have a whole, a lot of like, you know, just, talking to myself, seeing what I really want out of life. Is this okay for me? It's such a big commitment in terms of training for, for me anyway. Like I really feel like it, it's not quite as easy for me to balance all the other things that I've got going on. So yeah, I'd take a hilly 5k and I actually feel really strong on hills, Florida hills. Don't be coming (laughs) at me. People who go on those really hilly routes all the time. I know you're like climbing 800 feet and we only climb like 30, (laughs) but yeah. I think I'd prefer the hilly 5K. I feel like the way you describe the marathon is like the running equivalent of Eat, Pray, Love. Mind you, I've never read the full book or watched the full movie, but it's like you have to do a lot of soul searching before you can do the marathon. But it is overly glamorized, I feel. Marathons as a whole, 
People think they're like a love fest. They're not. They're wonderful. Yeah. But don't get it twisted. They're a lot of freaking work. Yeah, they really, really are. I think that's what it comes down to. You know what it is? It's training for a marathon in summer here in Florida has absolutely changed my... I, I think I can't tell you how many wake-ups I've had at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning. And I just don't want to experience that very much again. <laughs> All right, this one's a good one for you because we talked about this a little bit on our last episode. So would you rather run as much as you want on the treadmill or only once a week outside? Oh my gosh, wait, so I'm only allowed to run once a week outside? Yes. You can't run or- at all. Like if I choose that one thing, it's just, that's it. That's my only time to run. That's my only yes. day. I feel like this is a I'm prison sentence. Deep. This is, this is, that's mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> what did I do to you coach to give me such a <laughs> bad this <laughs> or that? Um, whew, that's a hard one. I guess I would take the treadmill. I think so. Really? I, I was fully expecting you to take the once outside. I don't know. Well, you didn't say, so this is another aspect you should know about me. You didn't say I couldn't walk outside. You didn't say I couldn't dance outside. You just said I couldn't run outside. I could probably positively skip for three miles and it wasn't off the rules, was it? No, and that's the, that's one thing I love about this or that. Like, I look for the loopholes yeah. of like, okay, well, like, I can outsmart this. Like, watch out this or that. I'm yeah. coming for you. Yeah, so I, yeah, think, no. I think I'll be okay with that, I think. Okay, I can, I can jive with that. I, I accept that answer. The jury, the jury says okay. Okay, good. Well, friend, I can tell you this is a flying by. We're already five minutes into this 10-minute segment. So I'm going to go into the next question. Oh, I love this one. Would you rather run without a sports bra <laughs> or would you rather run with no socks? Gosh, both of those sound horrendous. What I do to you? I know. It's like, yeah, I think so. (laughs) I I scanned really quick all the questions. I was like, what's the worst one I can ask? (laughs) I, oh gosh, wow. I would probably say I'd have to go without socks because if I went out without a bra, like, I'm a mom. I breastfed for two and a half years. There's not a whole lot of stamina up in the gal pals. So <laughs> I, I think I can at least like lube up my ankles and my feet to where it doesn't work the same for your breasts. I have run without a sports bra before. I have. How? Why? Well, a couple of reasons. But the one that I'm willing to admit about right here in this podcast, <laughs> the only reason I'm willing to admit right now is because I didn't pack a sports bra and I had a training run that I had to get in. So I did wear just my regular, like, daily bra. I don't recommend it. I mean, there's a reason why these incredible contraptions of torture were invented, and it's because it's to help minimize other tortures. (laughs) So, yeah, there's that. I don't know about the no socks. I guess I've probably run without socks before, too. There's a lot of, like, packing in the morning before heading out for the day and then getting to my destination and be like, ooh, I didn't think this through. (laughs) I didn't pack well. See, yeah. A little fun fact for you, more than you ever want to know about me. I actually only wear sports bras. I don't wear any regular bras unless I'm going like a special event. Like I have my running bras and I have my everyday sports bras because if I'm going to have to wear one, I'm going to be comfortable. So there's that. That's awesome. Actually, I love that. Do you have like a fancy sports bra for those special events or do you actually pull out a regular brassiere? And for the guys that are listening along, just get through it, friends. Just 
get through it. Yes. This is what us female runners talk about. What can you, I can't help it. <laughs> well, the pandemic was really good. The fact that I didn't have to make those decisions. The last fancy event that I went to, I did that that tape stuff, like you get the covers, then you put the tape Ooh. over it. So it it was weird, but so, yeah, I have a ring neckline. Yeah, it was an open back, which I never had done before, but the dress was on sale. It was red. It was pretty. And I was like, screw it. I'm going for it. And it was fine. Do we have photos? Can this be shared I at least for our community? Photos I'll have of to Coach find Shelby, it. our lady in red, cute 1980s song. <laughs> I just immediately started singing that in my head as soon as you said it. I think I might have one picture. I don't think it has the open back in it. I'm really bad about pictures, honestly, with me in it. I have a kid, so they're all basically just her. I get it. I do. I'm actually kind of not comfortable in front of cameras for the most part, to be honest. So we have less than a couple minutes and we'll have an option to push back into a walk or at least a little bit of a lighter pace or push it up, friends, if that's what you're choosing to do. But I agree with Coach Shelby. It's always wise. We're going the distance. It's all about endurance. Maybe, at least at the beginning here, you'd be a little bit more conservative. You have plenty of time to push forward later throughout this run. So I have one one more time from one more question, right? I think so. Oh gosh, okay, I'm gonna make it good. So I feel like this is a super heated one that everybody always differs greatly on. So get free running shoes for life or free race registrations. That does not include travel, because I know you're about to ask that. It only is the actual <laughs> race registration. There are no loopholes here. I don't know. Is that, I feel like you, you you need like a little legal disclaimer. Okay. Let me think with less than 60 seconds. Um, you know, once upon a time when I first started running, I wouldn't run without having races signed up. Like I had to have a race on the horizon for me to stay accountable. That's changed. I don't need that quite as much. I just like it. So, <laughs> so I think, I think I would choose, I would choose race registrations. What about you coach? shoes shoes i am a shoe fiend give me shoes give me life maybe we can figure out our own loophole two for the price of one i get the race registration and maybe i get like a bogo and you could get bogo on shoes and we're set like deal sold (laughs) wrap it up put it in the trunk (laughs) awesome well we have 10 seconds friends you can pull back into a walk or a little bit of a lighter pace or push it on up and we're gonna make that optional in three two and one two minutes here Coach, you think you want to do like one more of these questions while we're in this two-minute segment? Do it. Okay. Since we've been kind of like going in on either ones of our parades. All right. So eat a slice of pizza mid-race or drink a milkshake? Oh my gosh. Of course it would be pizza. I, I think I would I would curl if I had a milkshake mid-race. Well, we've already established I'm more on team savory <laughs> anyway than team sweet, but I mean, I literally the other night went out for my run and downed like three pieces of pizza beforehand. I'm not it's, proud of it. I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just, it was glorious. Granted, it was like an hour before my run, but yeah, pizza all the way. I don't, I yeah. don't, milkshake yeah. no. I don't even know, can you really do a milkshake without, like I, friends, if you can do a milkshake middle of your run and you don't puke, can you let us know? Like, what is your secret? Do you have just a stomach of steel? Because, mm, to me, the minute I think of milk in Florida specifically, since we're both here in Florida, I think of heat, I think of curdling. It just doesn't sound good to me. 
that was the number one thing on our band camp. Yes, I'm a band nerd. But on our band <laughs> camp sheet, it said, do not drink milk the morning before camp. And I'm not a milk person in general anyway, but I was like terrified in high school. I'm like, oh my God, what if this has milk in it? Am I going to like keel over? Like what happens if I drink milk? And I had to get context of what actually happened. Spoiler alert, it was just as dramatic as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it is? Well, I mean, you'd get sick, but okay. I mean, for me, that's traumatic. Like, I don't, I don't know all about that life. So did you do marching band? Like, cause those are serious. You guys train in like nonstop weather. We have about 15 seconds before we take it up into our next segment. So I'm going to have you hold off on that response. Cause I want to know more about being in the band. Friends, we're going to go back into that endurance block, keeping it that relaxed party pace as we've established that Coach Shelby calls it in three, two, and one. All right, coach, we've got time. Tell me, you were marching band, regular band? Like, give me more. I, I'm not- The answer is yes. Okay. I did it all. I uh, I did marching band in high school, which is the band camp I'm referring to. I was a drummer, so I was a cool band nerd. Ooh. So, heck yes. I did bass drum, though, in marching band. So, again, I'm five foot two. I'm not a small flower by any means, but it, yeah, I had the big old <laughs> bass drum around me. <laughs> Basically, it looked like I was going to give birth to a drum at any moment in time. Even the smallest bass drum was pretty big for me, but I rocked it. I mean, we we were legit. I did do jazz band as well as concert band, though, too. So I did a little bit of everything. So cool. I love it. I've always admired um, band kids because I think you guys put in so much work. It feels like it translates to every aspect of your life moving on because nothing can be as bad as band practice in the middle of summer here in Florida marathons definitely i mean running running during summer trumps band camp all day every day and twice really? on sunday at least you yeah. get to have like regular clothes for running that's like geared towards it you're not wearing your full regalia carrying around extra weight you don't do that for band camp oh, you just okay. have the drum you don't wear the uniform <laughs> She's like, oh, you poor dear child. You <laughs> so misunderstood. Patting me on the head. <laughs> this isn't basic training. Like, we're not like having all of our, our paraphernalia on, just the drum, which I mean, it's bad, but. So, what I'm hearing here, coach, though, is friends that are out there moving and grooving right this very instant, you are at. Absolutely at the top of the food chain. You are out there doing something that even someone who had to do like lug around what 50, 75 pounds, how much did your drum weigh? I don't know, I blocked it out. Okay. Even somebody <laughs> who had to like lug around an extra person around in March in the middle of summer here in Florida saying, yeah, you know what? Still not as hard as what you guys are doing. So Check in with yourself and give yourself a pat on the back because you got laced up and you got out there. That is huge. While you're at it, take a cleansing breath. Like I do that a lot throughout my runs, especially to make sure that I keep my breathing easy. I'll take a big breath in through my nose, push it out through my mouth and sound like a dragon and make that scary sound and just push it out because it really does. It cleans out your airways. It cleans out your soul. And it just, it sets me right. And plus, again, we've already established I like freaking people out when I'm on my run. So it keeps people away from me, which is my goal when it comes to strangers. I really want to hear this dragon. No. Okay. I don't want to blow out everybody's eardrums. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like this. Okay, I'll do this. <sighs> just like that. That's I know that dragon. sounded a lot worse. 
Well, I don't want to blow out everybody's eardrums. All right, do your dragon there. Let's, I, let's really put I've you I've never on thought of my deep breath as a dragon. <laughs> but see, I told you, five foot two, you guys are feisty. She's like, I've got dragon energy right now. <laughs> Big dragon energy yeah. is exactly like Coach Shelby's all about. Oh my God, I have to stop myself from snorting on that I, one. <laughs> Whole, like I just can't stop it going through my brain either. All right, let's move back into friends. We're going to keep the this or that because we want you playing along, making sure that you're in that conversation pace. So you, after you're done, after you're done with your BDE there, your big dragon energy vibes, I want you to bring it back to the this or that. You should be able to answer these out loud without losing your breath. So coach for like about two seconds there, we were worried that we would run out of things to talk about. And then clearly, that's just never gonna happen. So I kind of want to ask a couple more of like running themed this or that. I want to know, would you rather run a really big city marathon or are you more about those small town home races? Oh, that's really hard because I really, I've dreamed since I had my daughter about having her run with me. So I have not had that come to fruition yet on a grander scale other than like a 10th of a mile here or a 10th of a mile there, which is still awesome. But I would probably say for this season of my running, I'm gonna go with more of the hometown mm -hmm. because it is fun. It's fun to see people who you see at your grocery store or your neighbors or people you know cheering you on. And then it also gives you a little credence so you're not that weird person that's always running around the neighborhood. Like they know that you're doing it and it's accepted. <laughs> yeah, it's accepted. Um, but I think if you would have asked me two years ago, I probably would have been into like the bigger banner races. Mm -hmm. But I think again, for the season that I'm in, the little hometown feel, it's, it's comfortable. It's where it's at. And I think it's less pressure. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'd probably say the hometown. What about you? So I like big races and I cannot lie. Like I just, I, I mean, that's just my jam. I do. I like them, but I love how we keep bringing it back to different parts of our running journey. Right. Cause I think that I'm, I know friends that you guys are with us right now. You have at least likely already experienced maybe some changes in your running journey. And if not, you likely will, because that's the whole process of it. And you're going to see, I think that it's fair to say that different seasons of our lives will have very different different responses to these questions. So for me, um, I do love big races. I love hometown races. I utilize them often for training runs, supported training runs is kind of the way I see them. But I like to tell athletes, if you are really honing in, you want a PR, please don't do it at one of these bigger races. Like I want you to fully be able to experience what those big races are all about or even like to run Disney's or whatever the case may be if you're paying a lot of money to be there you're traveling not to mention it from just a the aspect of it's hard to actually do all the things that you need to control for those bigger races so for me I like to to mention to you guys if you're considering a PR race maybe look a little closer to home not that it's impossible to do going to like New York or Boston or Chicago just a little bit more challenging. You've got to take things into account, like your food and your sleeping. I mean, like the big athletes get to travel with their own mattress and pillows. We don't got that. <laughs> yeah, you just see like Molly Seidel carrying a mattress on her back. Like, don't worry, guys, I got this. I've got my mattress in my back. 
I can't believe that we are flying through this so quickly. Seven minutes in already of this 12 minute segment. So really quick, just little form check reminder. Hopefully you guys are laughing along a little bit and I can't wait to hear if you guys like those big city races or small hometown races on your side of the world. But it's true, like bigger races, it's, that's a challenge in itself. Like a PR, I always feel like it's more of that gritty effort. Like when you really get down and dirty and you're gonna be tired, you're gonna be really outside of your comfort zone. So if you're not used to traveling and having all those different factors to throw that on top of a PR, you you really need to focus on like choosing your hard. That's why a lot of times we say like, don't build distance when you're building speed because it's too much. So if you are really going into a race with a full PR mindset, don't sit there and spend a ton of money on travel, on this, that, and the other thing, and having all those variables. Like, save that for when you really can fully enjoy that. If you're gonna go for a PR, I'm, I'm totally with you. Get somewhere local, get something you know, and put all of your available physical and mental effort into the actual running portion, not the peripherals. I love this particular response so much, Shelby, because I want to talk a little bit more about mental training, which I think is something that a lot of folks don't take into consideration. I mean, we know like the, the long run, the endurance runs, the stamina runs. Maybe you guys right now are even struggling a little bit with getting into the flow of your run and having to get your mindset right. But I don't know that we put a lot of attention in it mental endurance as part of our training plan. So I definitely want to talk about that a little bit as well, but I still want to learn a little bit more about us through this, or especially learn about you on this. I'm curious, coach, here in Florida, we don't have snow, so I'm not going to ask that, but would you rather run like in the worst rain ever or the hottest day here ever? Okay, so if it's raining, because in Florida we have thunderstorms. I, I told you, I told you before. I am, I have questions always. But so, <laughs> is it raining? Like just rain? Is there thunder and lightning? Where? What type of rain is this? Um. So with thunder and lightning, you can't, right? Like, right. We can't, we can't, right? But let's let's just say it's like a torrential downpour with no lightning. Like that really happens in Florida. Let's pretend that's what happens. <laughs> Our made-up um, world. <laughs> Yeah, in the made-up world. For the record, like if you live near a golf course, they have the sirens that go off with the lightning, and those are the most amazing thing ever. But I would pick rain. Like, I would much rather be drenched and be able to, you know, fix the blisters or what have you, and stay cool. I love when it surprisingly rains on my runs, even if it's just a light drizzle or something. I always, always, always channel 2018 Boston when Des Linden won. And, like, I'm not super obsessed with the elites, but I have my favorites. She's and awesome. And if you've never seen it, mm-hmm. she's she's not even like us. Like, she's not super peppy, super everything, but she's, like, low-key cool. Like, if you saw her at a bar, you'd be like, hey, what's up, Des? Like, you were old friends. Um, but just what she exemplified and the grit mentally physically and everything. And if you've listened to any of her post-race interviews, she was having the worst day ever. Mm-hmm. She thought she was going to pull out, even told Shalane Flanagan she was going to pull out. And then she went on to run the whole thing, which goes back to never count yourself out because magical things happen on the run, mm-hmm. both both in races and training or whatever. But low-key, I always am like, I'm in Boston. I'm Des Linden. This is amazing. And I'm doing like my little jogger running 
walk Again, the as I'm we're going to have to stream these eventually so you guys can see the little bit of sassiness she's bringing to the table, the little shoulder shimmy going on. We're about 60 seconds away before we have that two-minute push. I love that, though. And what really came to mind, again, a lot of the mental stamina, mental endurance that our athletes are building right now as they're moving through this workout, but also was it you talked about getting drenched and I'm thinking here in Florida whether it's super hot or it's in a rainstorm you're gonna get drenched so choose your kind of drench <laughs> yeah I, I want the fresh rain not my super sticky salty sweaty sweat we can I want to stay bring out your t-shirts I do that all the time oh, no lie gross. it's yeah. really gross it is <laughs> In about 30 seconds, we are going to bring it into that two-minute segment. What form cue would you give our friends for this next two-minute segment, Coach? We've kind of already talked about being tall and keeping that chin up. What else could we tell them? Shake out your upper body. I am a, I'm so bad at tensing up. I bring my, my whole upper body up. Shake it out. Airbox, whatever you need. Just... You know, loosey-goosey, easy-squeezy, lemon-peasy right there. In three, two, one, let's see your best shakeout, friends. Maybe you're going to hone on in a little bit of that shoulder shimmy that Coach is doing over here. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm doing like the running man in my seat right now. I, I can't dance. I've already established that, or I don't think I can dance. But really, keeping loose is the number one thing I'll pass runners in my car and I really do want to yell out all the time like form cues and like stand up or like you need to lean forward more and it's physically painful for me to keep my mouth shut in any form of my life really but it's it's so true and like you'll see people's hands and they are they look like they're about to go nine rounds or however many rounds boxing is with Mike Tyson. That's again, I had a tire analogy or fire analogy the other day. Now I'm doing boxing. I'm not a boxer, but that's what they look like. And they're little balls of fury. Like just relax. It's okay. The problem with that is that they're going to feel like they went nine rounds with a professional boxer if they don't let themselves kind of shake out that extra tension which is such a, I actually do it all the time. And I know that people also think that I'm bizarre for that. And my running partners will always call that out because I do that so frequently. And it's because I do, I too tend to tense. That's kind of just how I get through anything that feels a little uncomfortable at some points. So just that good reminder of shaking it out. We've got about 30 seconds before we go into our next endurance segment. You guys are absolutely crushing this. And take the mental break too. Like I'll shake out a lot just purely as like that mental reset to keep myself in my run versus letting myself float away like a little butterfly. Float away like a little butterfly. Love that. I've been seeing so many butterflies on my runs lately and it makes me so happy. Again, I chase them like I would a puppy. Yell butterfly, try to picture them and then they fly away. So we're going to float like a butterfly, sting like a bee in this next segment in three two one let's take it back up look at you with the boxing terminology i actually think that muhammad ali was one of the coolest humans ever to be honest like again oh my gosh talk about perfect transition this is a man who absolutely had the wonderful training of training his mind, using positive affirmations, really convincing himself that he was capable of, and that he deserved to have the ability to be the best athlete he could be. So for me, he is one of those like, 
pinnacle of how important it is to be very mindful of our words, be mindful of our thoughts, and how to train those aspects as well. I've actually really been putting a lot into that lately. Like, I love inclusivity. I really have tried becoming a proponent of bringing in that conversation. And I was just having that talk the other day about um, words and how powerful they are and how some words that we use aren't correct. And we might not mean any maliciousness by it, but it's just being being mindful. And I feel like after I've become a runner, I've become even more aware of my, my mental talks, my mental game. And I've said it before, but it's, it's true that your mind will give up long before your body will. And if you think about it, it makes sense because, again, not getting scientific, but your brain controls your body. Everything fires from your brain. So it only makes sense that if you start with that negative talk, it's going to seep through your entire being. Absolutely. Well, it starts to actually your body reacts to it. Like that doesn't let you relax into the pace. It doesn't let you have the most amount of fun and keep pushing forward because essentially our brain is especially the amygdala portion of the brain that primitive part of the brain is all about keeping us safe and comfortable like that's how we've been able to evolve for you know centuries so your brain's going to try to convince you that this is uncomfortable that this is something you should stop doing and go sit back on that couch because that makes most sense to that primitive part of your brain like it's safe there And not to mention that's where the breathing comes into play so very much where if you're not really being able to be aware of your breath, your body starts to panic a little bit and it just starts to flood that portion of your brain and it kind of just feeds into the very like circuitous, 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 is that correct? I have no idea. It's just a big loop, friends. It's just a big loop. So breathing, getting that little dragon energy or big dragon energy going. So very important. And yes, I feel like giving yourself that pep talk. So how do you give yourself a pep talk, coach? Well, before I go into my mental game, that's one thing I wanted to, I'm glad you brought that up because I always tell new runners, it's gonna be hard. I think it's a disservice to not kind of take that elephant in the room and shove them through the doorway. Like it's, it's running's hard. It's not easy. It should be because we learn to run from such a young age, but as we get older and everything, we look for things to be easy. And I feel like if we hit it over the head, like it's not gonna be easy, it's gonna be hard at first. There's gonna be dips and dives and bobs and weaves. It prepares you and it's like, okay, I can deal with that. Like it's gonna suck for X amount of time, but it sucks for everybody. So it's okay. And it kind of gives you that permission to have all those feelings and maybe not love it right off the bat so much like it's kind of societally exposed to be like oh yeah this is wonderful Mm -hmm. so you're going back to kind of from our previous conversation where in your mind the pinnacle of health was a runner which already paints like this super bubbly bouncy she's like can run for miles without ever having to worry about refueling or rehydrating and that's how none of us feel or probably really ever look so just kind of being prepared for, yeah, no one really feels that way. Not even the elites feel that way. I mean, yes, we all have good runs. That's what keeps us coming back. But right. clearly, <laughs> it's not going to feel that way 100% of the time. No, and that's where going to even like my pep talk. 
even last night. Truth be told, I did not want to run. It was the last thing that I want to do. I was tired. I was grumpy. I'm PMSing, like the whole nine yards. I had everything stacked against me. And I sat there and I said, okay, right now I'm in a really weird, like transitional period with my running. And it's been, quite frankly, very hard because I love running. It's not been loving me back as much. I haven't had that motivation to get up and get out the door like I would love to. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not bright and shiny and bubbly like that atypical sketched out runner. And I told myself like, look, you have two options. You're gonna beat yourself up if you don't go. And if you go, there's a chance that it might not feel good and it might be disheartening. And I hate the saying, choose your hard, because- it came through my it, mind the minute you were talking about it though, yeah. Yeah, but it, and it's hard because a lot of the popular sayings I don't really love, mm -hmm. but it was one of those like, okay, I'm gonna feel like a big pile of poo potentially. <laughs> so what's gonna give me the best chance to not feel right. like a big pile of poo? Mm -hmm. So I went for a run and it wasn't a banner run. I, looking at myself from a data standpoint, didn't love what I saw, but I got my miles in and I felt better. It wasn't like I was in this running high euphoria, but at the end of the day, I got miles in. My body's okay. I'm not sore today. I feel good. And just being content versus always looking and searching for that aha moment. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's absolutely a point in everybody's experience with running. They're going to feel that. Um, I remember actually writing a letter to running once upon a time because I thought it wanted to break up with me. So that's what I do. Like I write. Whenever I have to like get out my emotions, I just sit down and write tons of stuff out. And I wrote really a letter to running and I'm like, are you trying to break up with me? Is this like, <laughs> it's not you, it's me kind of a situation. Why are you so hard right now? Um, and I think it's just a reminder that that's part of just every single relationship you're going to have in your life, even with running with yourself. If you're looking at making this a lifelong thing, then knowing that there's going to be highs and lows, and that's just part of the process, but also to give yourself permission to not love it. You know, like, do you love your significant other every day? Do you even do, I know you, your, your pride and joy is your child, but do you love her every second of the moment? Because they're going to be listening to this one day. I love you guys, no matter what. You are the, oh, you're just amazing. All right, now mute this next part. No, there are days where it is less than butterflies and sunshine. And I'm pretty sure they would say the same about me. And it's okay. Like, I, I get it. But like, even for you, I know you and I have talked ad nauseum off the mic as well but I know that you were kind of having that that little bit of you know just running I'm fitting it in where I can but it's not the end-all be-all right now so have you been kind of having those same self-talks or are you kind of just letting so it ride I was my heart was shattered and broken after the Tokyo Marathon was canceled in 2020 as probably everybody who had any big race that year canceled it was my strongest training cycle I have ever had in my life I was definitely going to barring anything crazy happening I had been so strong in that training cycle that I was going to hit my personal best at Tokyo which I know we just said about not doing a destination running <laughs> but the reason why specifically that was such a big deal to me is because again remember I came to running thinking that I give up on everything and my one big goal when I first after got my first time marathon was to run all the world marathon majors and Tokyo was going to be it it was going to be me actually sticking through a decade-long um, goal that wasn't always attainable 
So for me, Tokyo broke my heart into little tiny little pieces. Tokyo, it is you, not me. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so I took the entire year off from running. Like no training plan whatsoever. I walked a lot, probably walked more in miles than I do during my typical running. Um, And if I felt good during the walk and wanted to pick it up into a jog, it was great. But this was a time where I did not look at my watch. I didn't look at the data. I didn't care if it was a 15 minute power walk or if it was a 25 minute where I literally stop and take a picture every two seconds. So there's a lot of that. I think that helped to build my confidence in knowing that running and I are here together. So regardless, and I actually remember saying this to somebody and it's because I had just gone for a hike that day in Yosemite and I was thinking about bears. But like, (laughs) if you're injured, if you're on the sidelines, if you are kind of taking a break from running just because mentally it's just not putting in a good place, it doesn't make you less of a runner. Like a bear is still a bear even when it's hibernating, right? It's not doing its bear things. I love the bear, like all of a sudden randomly. Bear. I was really obsessed that a bear was going to like break into my car and get my stuff. So the bear kind of stuck to mind. And I was like, yeah, but you know, the bear is still a bear. Like you still have a healthy respect for it. So you're still a runner, regardless if this is the best run of your life, which I'm hoping it is because you're here with your friends. But even if it's not the best run of your life, you're still a complete amazing athlete. Sidebar, I love that you are more concerned with the bear getting in your car and your stuff than you, which I think says a lot about your personality right there. Like Why you can take okay, a bear. It's because I didn't have food on me. I wasn't like taking tons of food without it being in a bear proof container. But in my car, I was like, well, you know, I'm a messy eater and I eat in my car a lot. There is bound to be something in here that this bear is going to want. <laughs> you do realize that you are the food though, right? Like, did that get lost no. on you? In that time I, no, why would he want me when I've got M&Ms? Hello. <laughs> I'm totally yes, taking because I'm M&Ms. sure the M&M. <laughs> M&M's marketing to the bears, apparently. (laughs) They are in my world. (laughs) Hey, coach, if I was to let that bear freak me out, I would never go on a hike. So I had to make it happen somewhere or the other. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I I, I proof. We have a few more minutes here. Actually, about three more minutes. So what else would you say about confidence and how to be more confident as a runner? How about actually using that phrase? Do you feel like, especially for newer runners, they are hesitant to call themselves a runner? Yeah, I've seen that a lot, um, a lot on social media, being like, I'm not a runner, but, mm-hmm. and it's it's hard. And I, look, I'm the first to admit, for a long time, I did not feel comfortable labeling myself as a runner. Even after I became a coach and everything, it was hard to adopt those type of labels and words and even now when somebody calls me coach I kind of have that mental "Uh," but I learned throughout my years of running and coaching to just kind of realize one words are powerful yes but at the end of the day we put these words on such a pedestal it's kind of like when you buy a new outfit you put it in your closet and you wait to bring it out until you feel ready or a special occasion. And I feel like runners do that with the word runner. It's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna put that word in my closet and I'm only gonna pull it out when I do my first marathon or I do my first mile X pace or what have you. And we put it off and it takes away some of the joy because it brings in that imposter syndrome of not feeling like we're worthy of that word. 
And we always say, if you're a runner, then call yourself a runner. Like if you run, that's the only prerequisite yeah, that's you need it. to have. And it really is. And I always find it interesting to talk to different runners of why they don't feel comfortable. And it always usually comes back to they either feel like they have to run X amount of distance or X amount of pace. Yeah, and the pace one that's seems to be a big them. one for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. What I love the most about that entire thing you just said was that you have now used a few different analogies, right? Or let's just say we've collectively used a few analogies. <laughs> we may know nothing about bears, friends. We may know nothing about starting a fire <laughs> or boxing. But when she talked about clothes... I know for a fact. I was like, I know exactly what she's talking about. Why are we putting those good outfits in the closet? Go ahead and pull it out. (laughs) Wear it today. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to break out my backless dress for a grocery store stop just because I can. I mean, I'm not saying that I haven't potentially dressed up to go to the grocery store. (laughs) We have about 30 seconds before we have that next pullback into a walk, checking with your hydration. Maybe you're fueling around this time. We're also past the halfway point. That's my bad. I was supposed to keep track of the watch. So remember last time where we said that you didn't need to tell your significant other that um, we'd never cue you? Well, you can actually say we never cued you on this one. So friends, you can pull it back into a walk or push up in three, two, and one. And of course, you're going to want to head back close to home if you need to for out and back. And I would say if you're feeling good, try a little push up. Literally, all that's going to happen if the push-up doesn't feel good is you bring it back down. You take a walk, even if you want to push for a minute versus the full two minutes. There aren't rules to say that that's not okay, so go for the gold. Ooh, I like that. I do like, I've always, so this and that has always been a difficult thing for me because I've always had difficulty choosing one versus the other, so I've always chose both. So for me, if it's a two-minute segment, I probably would do both. I would do a bit of a push-up and then maybe a pull back for a little bit before the next endurance segment. Um, I think it's also really important to know that there's no right or wrong answer as long as you listen to your body. And that's a big, that's a big portion too, where I think people get hung up that runners have to run the entire time without stopping. And again, full disclosure, I subscribed to that really, really backwards thinking for a long time. And then I discovered a walk break and I discovered run walk. And I'm telling you, once you go there, you never go back. Once you decide that you don't have to be one or the other, you can have them both, then yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. I'm thinking, what really made me change my mind about running and pace? I think it was just that. It was really experiencing my first training cycle without the pressure of distance or time as the ways that I measured my success and measuring my success and just how much joy it brought me was really like the turning point for me. We're about 15 seconds away and then we're gonna go into our final endurance block. And then on the other side, we'll have coffee with the coaches while we do our five minute walking cool down, friends. So you are doing amazing. And three, two, and one. Let's take it back into our endurance block. Oh man, last one. Give it what you got. Still keeping in that three, four, but still by this point, I feel like everybody's in a good groove. Even if you might be hurting a little bit, you're like, okay, I can push through. It's that that finish line is coming in the distance. You know, your free bananas there, which I love my free bananas. I love bananas in general, though. So free or not, I'm eating one. I just had one today. 
I, I literally <laughs> think I have a banana per day, to be honest. Oh, I'm jealous. I can't do that. That can't? brings a that brings a whole other host does of it, issues, if okay, you know what I mean. Can we, does it bind you a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, no amount of coffee in the world. Like, I have to space it out a day at a time. Again, I feel like we have to disclaimer this. Not every episode is going to talk about poop, but there's a good <laughs> chance that most of them will. I mean, it's running. It's something that comes up more often than not around running. We plan a lot of our long runs, especially around, like, did we go to the bathroom yet? <laughs> oh, we yeah. we get out that door. I'm not chancing a porta potty. We've already established this. It's not my jam. Okay, I'm not going to say that I'm going to use this porta potty fear to benefit time for brunch, but I'm going to use this porta potty fear. Coach, could you see a time where maybe if we got to a certain point of listeners and subscribers that you would celebrate by utilizing a porta potty? <laughs> I love that's our standard. Like nothing else is going to matter. It's going to be like once we reach this, our reward is getting Coach Shelby to go into a porta potty. It's <laughs> my reward. Because I didn't ever, I I just, I can't imagine, like, seriously, I, I considered myself a pretty girly girl growing up, and I've used a porto potty so how have you, like, you were in band, there had to have been a porto potty in your future during band, like, you guys travel a lot, you get on those buses, you go somewhere else, you don't have access to the, like, high school bathroom all the time, do you? Well, yeah, like, if you go yeah. for a competition, like, you can go into the school and use the bathroom, like, you're not locked out, like, you're, like, banging on the door trying to get in okay yeah that's kind of what i went through in my mind is like school's locked out so you have to like use the porta potty out there you wouldn't want to go so far but never ever ever have you used a porta potty ever 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 i i have before it's been i don't even know how many years it was probably when i was in my teens and, right, and it was traumatic. apparently it's clearly <laughs> apparently it scarred me for yeah. life so just never never going back it was like an art festival and i was young and naive and did not know what I was getting myself into and I still can picture it in my head and it's not pleasant and I'd really like to transition back to confidence because I feel like I need to <laughs> I need to work on my confidence before I actually like okay so I need like a mantra like bathrooms are okay I am not going to get a communal disease from a porta potty it's I've never said that up at me. I, I, oh, wanna, I just want to put a disclaimer out there you guys um, consult your physician before starting any kind of fitness regimen and do not quote well, that we we were the ones that told you that you could use a porta potty and you would not get a disease I am not going to say that <laughs> you are not selling this well like I'm, if I, I'm simply stating you have to be prepared and you need to go in there with like some antibacterial wipes and just you know know what you need to do um, but then I yeah. have to touch things. That's just oh, that's why you take the not... wipes. So you don't have to touch them. You touch everything with a wipe. So oh, you quite so literally no. prepare in the line and pull out your wipes and start like you open up the handle with a wipe. Friends, I'm actually miming this out just so that you know. Like I'm ex- I'm explaining to her how to do it and acting it out. <laughs> well, let's no, go ahead. But... Let's transition. Let's talk a little bit more. You kind of started to talk earlier about confidence and. How you tell new runners, or runners in general, because I think everybody can need the reminder, it's not going to be great every single run that you go through, which makes me think a lot of Dean K. And I'm going to call him Dean K because this was the first book that I read about running was Ultra Marathon Man. And I can't pronounce his last name. I'm not going to butcher it here. So I think it's Karnazes, but I'm not swearing by it. But he has a quote that I was like, oh my gosh. This is exactly this person who's running ultras, running across the country, is able to so beautifully place into words how I feel about running. 
And he has this incredible quote that made me think about what you, the minute you said it, it made me think of this, which is, I run because if I didn't, I'd be sluggish and glum and I'd spend too much time on the couch. I run to breathe the fresh air. I run to explore. I run to escape the ordinary. I run to savor the trip along the way and life becomes a little more vibrant, a little more intense. And I like that. So it's, that's kind of when I think about, yeah, it's so hard to get out there sometimes, but you know, like sitting it out never really feels great either. I feel like that's the best runner floor play line ever. Like, <laughs> like on the risk of being really inappropriate. It, it really is like, who doesn't want like somebody to whisper that sweet nothing in their ear before they go out for a run. So you know that I'm divorced and have a fantastic relationship with my ex. He's an incredible person, but I'm not going to say that running may not have played a little bit into our relationship because I was obsessed with Dean K and every single conversation was ultra marathon man. And I think no matter how confident you are as a guy, you don't want to hear your significant other talking about this dude called ultra marathon man in every single conversation. It was my girlfriend took me aside one day. She's like, maybe you should tone down on talking about ultra marathon, man. I'm thinking nobody wants to hear that girl. <laughs> now, did you just call him that because you couldn't say his last name? Basically, that- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, wasn't, it wasn't by any means that I thought that he was going to, you know, decide to run to Florida from California and whisk me away to have a more vibrant and a little more intense kind of life. It was just, I couldn't pronounce his last name. <laughs> Hey, I mean, we all have the nicknames. Um, luckily, my husband, even though he doesn't run, he he does get the fact that I need to to run. And I've told him before, I remember what I was like before I didn't run. And I think that's one thing that keeps me going out the door is I remember before I was a runner. And yeah, running didn't fix my whole life, make me this whole new person, but it played into my life choices going forward. It gave me the confidence to say yes to things that were scary or unknown. Um, it's helped my anxiety. It gives me that time to just zone out and either let my mind wander in a good way or just kind of be numb and not have to think about adulting and being a parent and being a wife and being a person in general. And I've written about it before, like I'm just me. I'm not even coach on my run. I'm just Shelby. You're able to be authentic to yourself and not necessarily worry about all the other labels that were given throughout our day. You're not an employee or a boss. You're not necessarily a significant other, a wife, whatever the case may be. And I think it's really important for us to have that. That is one of the many reasons why I fell in love with running. You nailed it. Confidence off of the run is really what keeps me coming back to it because I have had some great opportunities presented to me in life and I don't know that without running I would have felt comfortable going forward with them and I don't know what came first the chicken or the egg did these opportunities arise because I felt confident of myself so I kind of put it out there into the world or or however it worked out I just think it, it worked perfectly for me and it's one of those to where I think especially for newer runners when they first get into the sport and get out there they think that confidence comes from running certain paces or running certain distances and I do think for a lot of us not some of us but I know for myself specifically my confidence 
has come from the fact that I'm trying. And that's where a lot of my running is right now in the season that I'm in with my running is my paces are not what they were two years ago. Um, a lot of people started running with the pandemic or got stronger throughout the pandemic. I was not one of those people. Um, I just had a lot going on and running took a back seat, um, getting sick and getting back into it and everything. And I'm having to learn to have confidence in just my drive to keep going versus what my splits are, my miles, the everything. And I have to rewrite and reevaluate where I derive my confidence from. Because it hasn't left, I just have to refocus it. I love that. And I think that's a great reminder, friends. So if you have, if you feel like this is something that you're kind of struggling with, or it's kind of popped up in your life, I'm going to say that both Coach Shelby and I are here, so please do shoot us over an email. Don't worry, you don't have to write it down. I'm going to pop it into episode notes, but you can find us at a time for brunch podcast at gmail.com. We would love to chit chat with you a little bit about it and help support you and kind of just reassure you that these things happen and there's other ways that you can focus your running journey and other ways to kind of help you um, stay confident through those lulls. So we do you a, feel oh go ahead, oh, go ahead. <laughs> you we're both like all into this like again <laughs> we're gonna go into the confidence and be like it's like me with food but I was gonna say do you feel like running can adequately be exchanged like a whole other relationship like a love story of itself like your love changes as you go forward yeah for me it is um without a shadow of a doubt it was a it is a relationship with what I find or what I found through running is the relationship I have with running is essentially a relationship with myself and one that I would have never allowed myself to fully explore because I didn't have that opportunity to kind of really let it develop because I was always, as you mentioned, very busy about my other labels. I'm a daughter, I'm a caregiver, I'm, you know, I really was very proud of being like the best employee ever or being the most fun at whatever insert here. So I allowed those other labels to kind of become my identity. And with running, um, I was called running my boo, is because I was allowed to be like, hey, Christine, you're worthy of exploring what you need right now versus what everybody else needs and putting that forward. And so I think that's essentially my relationship with running is just time with me. I like that a lot. It's your Zen time. It is. It is. And that's, I think, why like I want people to remember that, yes, of course, there's a time and a season for kicking ass, fault, taking names, pursuing those PRs, but it's not every season. It's okay not to be in those seasons. Yeah, normalizing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But if you're out there and you are feeling like super, super strong right now and you're living your best life and you're like, what? I'm going to course slay this then good we love it we're here for it we would send you some applause right this very instant if i knew where to find it (laughs) the old-fashioned way applauding right now (laughs) we have a couple more minutes here and then we will pull up into that final opportunity to have a little bit of a push and i think i'm going to suggest friends it's our last work segment because after that it's a five minute cool down which is just as important as everything else of the workout but Maybe see about pushing forward a little bit on that pace, even if it's just a little bit of an effort of a little pickup. And then if, of course, though, listen to your body. If you need to pull back into the walk, you're welcome to do so. Ain't no shame in the walking game. <laughs> that's our that's our career as rappers right there. Like, that's as close <laughs> as we're ever going to get. 
as long as I get to wear a really cool outfit with this, I mean, again, you were talking about outfits earlier. I'm like, ooh, I totally get this analogy. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, how many times have you done that? How many times have you bought a dress or a shirt and been like, I love this so much. I'm going to wait for the perfect time to wear it. Yeah. I mean, I've even done that with shoes, with running shoes. I've been like, okay, they're so pretty. They're perfect. They feel so good. I don't want to waste them on a easy run. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, but why? Yeah. Like they're meant to be used. I used to have that for sure. No, no longer anymore. Like now it's all about like, hey, life is short. Let's make sure that we take advantage of every single wonderful opportunity that comes our way and, and kind of finding little ways to treat ourselves. So before we go in, I was going to ask, how do you treat yourself? But I'm going to ask first, do you think like that confidence is what helps you to allow yourself to kind of feel like, yeah, I deserve to have this dress now or wear these shoes now or whatever the case may be? It's something I've really worked on. Even the past year, my confidence, like I was always a confident kid growing up. I went to the beat of my own drum. I was a leader, not a follower. And I lost that a lot going into like my adulting years and kind of dimmed my sparkle a little bit. And just within the past probably year, year and a half, I've really tried to cultivate that again. Um, and, and be proud of just that like hey i'm i'm me and accepting that i like myself as a person as a runner and i don't have to prove anything to feel that self-worth like i i love being a people pleaser but it also gets really detrimental at a degree and being a coach i feel like on the running end has helped me and then being a mom on the other end helped my personal life so I wear a lot of different hats. I have a lot of different of my niches that I drive from. But I think for the first time in a long while, I, I do feel that confidence again. And I think both of us give this appearance of a lot of confidence and we are who we are. But do you, I mean, do you struggle with that at all? Or are you pretty much like, no, I'm Christine. I have, like, move out of my way, guys. I have inner mean girl occasionally. You know, I think I have the stats somewhere and I don't, I never have committed it to memory. But we have, I think, around three to 5,000 thoughts a day. So for us to think that those three to 5,000 thoughts a day are going to all be positive and the most confident, affirming thoughts is just kind of, like that's silly like that's just not gonna happen right so our brain's gonna occasionally tell us like your thighs are too big for this or you're never gonna get stronger at this or whatever the case may be so it is important to definitely be able to learn how to talk back to it i i quite literally have kind of named her my inner mean girl and have learned how to become more confident of talking myself through that does it happen every day no i mean again we're humans we have hormonal cycles that kind of influence that. So ask me right before I'm about to start that time of the month and I'll probably be crying and frustrated because everything doesn't fit. So <laughs> it's just one of those things. But yeah. Is your mean girl is your mean girl named after somebody that you know in real life? You don't have to tell us her name. No, but no, like is I, it I've no? never really named her. I just call her enemy oh. girl. Yeah, and I don't know why that is because I actually would love to name her, but I, I can't think of a name that's like fitting for this individual, to be honest. But let's get back to that. Maybe I'll find like a little, maybe I need to find like a little Drizella or one of the evil stepsisters from Cinderella, like hone in on an already villain, but I also kind of think the villains are cool. So maybe that's why I haven't been able to name her anything like that. Careful, you're Disney showing. I know, <laughs> it's <Ella> showing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't see this, but I'm like, of course, my Disney show. We have quite literally 
that opportunity, friends, to push into those two minutes. So our last little pep talk is that you can do this in three, two, one. Let's do it. And that's true. You can do it. Like it might not look like your running best friend's pace. It might not look like what people post on social media. But the next time you really do look at that comparison game, go a little deeper. Like everybody says like, oh, push it out of your hand to where like, I challenge that. Like go a little deeper. Like, okay, you want to go down that game? Compare it. Like what do the different lives look like? And I can guarantee you the chances of you having the exact same specifications in your life to somebody else is slim to none. Unless you're a twin, whole different ball of wax. But it really is true. Like if you look at some cases, like congratulate them. Like they're doing it in the face of this adversity or that adversary. That's not your reality. So if you can find those differences, it doesn't take away from their accomplishments. And you can also apply that to yourself. It doesn't take away from yours as well. So dive a little bit deeper and really try to compare apples to apples because I guarantee you one's going to be a banana, one's going to be an apple, the other one's going to be a potato. So just potato. roll with it. Immediately potato. I think of that one TikTok or Instagram reel, potato. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen it. it. No. It's where it's like a little girl and she's just had, I don't know, she just pushes out her stomach and she's like, I'm a potato. <laughs> You're going to have to find that and drop that in our uh, Time for Brunch Facebook group. Absolutely, we'll do it. It's adorable every single time. Friends, 30 seconds and while you may not feel adorable, you are kicking butt, so who needs to look adorable? <laughs> now, if you have 30 seconds left and the goings are getting tough, what do you say to yourself? Uh, feet don't fail me now is a big one. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then sometimes I pull out curse words. You do? Well, they say yeah. like it works. Like it helps you push through. So friends, if you want to curse it out, we're cool with it. But you only have about three, two, one seconds. Feel free to shout it to the rooftops and know that your neighbors may not like you. And that's, again, you're not holding us responsible for that because you chose to do it. <laughs> <laughs> We are officially in our cool down rock stars. Five minutes here and you're going to have coffee with the coaches. So coffee with the coaches is a question and answer segment that we're going to have every single long brunch. And we would love for you to submit your questions. So again, I'll drop that into episode notes. And today, coach, we've got a question. First, from Amy Valagora. Amy, you'll have to let me know if I pronounce your last name correctly because, girl, trust me, I have been sweating that since we first started this recording. I was like, oh, I hope I pronounce Amy's name correctly. <laughs> and Amy is going to pull on up her seat with us. She's going to pour herself a cup of coffee. She's going to have it in the largest cup possible that we have here, Coach. And then she's going to add a little bit of soy milk. So, Amy, cheers, friend. Glad to have you here. She wants to know, and it's kind of, I'm going to go into a little bit of a longer one, so I'm going to read it to you, Coach, so you have time to kind of marinate in it. She said, I know it probably depends on the individual, which you're right, Amy, that's going to be the answer for everything, but what are some good fueling guidelines to follow? I've never really quite figured it out, and I always seem to forget until I'm actually out there. I'm great fueling for the first 24 hours before a long run, and congratulations, that's actually really awesome because I think people forget about that. But during, it's always an afterthought. How often should I fuel, and what should I take, and what do you ladies like? Oh, that's 
a good question. And, and you're right. It totally depends. That's the coach's favorite phrase. Actually, when I got my coach's certification, they said that will be the phrase you use the most out of everything. And it's true. Um, I do love my Martin gels. They're easy on my stomach. I can bring them. They have a little bit more of a gummy bear type-esque consistency. So I like actually being able to chew it a little bit instead of just slurping it down like a gel. It just, it's pleasing to my palate (laughs) to sound like a real foodie. Yeah, textural thing, yeah. (laughs) So I I like it and I'll swish it down with some water as I'm doing it. So it's, I don't know, it's a weird, fun, refreshing snack. Just in my mind, I think like we should have Porto Potty Gel Roulette where we um, sample a whole bunch of these different Healing sources while we're on the mic and see how long it takes before you have to go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> so maybe I can convince Kirsch to do that, but it's not happening just yet. So that's your go-to. You mentioned applesauce, which I think has just revolutionized the entire world. Like we're all like applesauce companies. You need to hit us up because Coach Shelby is calling your name out there. I'm um, telling you, it's a game changer. When I found out about that, I'm like, heck yeah. I absolutely agree. So for me, the timing is really going to be 100%. It depends. So I think you mentioned you check in about every 45 minutes, Coach, with your fuel. About 30. 30 to 45 minutes. About 30 minutes. minutes. That half hour mark is just my, my money spot. It's exactly when I need to start thinking about it to preempt any hunger even beginning to the wall yeah yeah it just and you said you're about 15 minutes so I don't necessarily fuel every 15 minutes what I've gotten into the habit of doing is I actually check in every 15 minutes so every 15 minutes I will make it like a habit which is what helps when you're not mindful of it it's kind of just just schedule it like anything else in life so schedule every 15 minutes um, usually you're going to be looking at your clock at some point or your watch at some point in this run. So 15 minutes, check in, maybe even have a little timer, go off, check in with your hydration, check in with your fueling. If you have difficulty with fueling because your stomach feels a little like maybe bloated afterwards, that's where I'm going to suggest you take just a couple of sips of hydration and maybe a smaller segment of whatever it is that you're fueling with. Because I think a lot of folks also wait until they have to have the entire gel or like several blocks if they're doing shoes or something like that. So you don't necessarily have to wait until you need a little bit more fuel. You can have just little itsy bitsies um, along the way if that works for you. So it is, that's what the long run is great about is figuring out all of these things. Um, I love food. So I'm going to have food as much as I possibly can when I'm running. So Fig Newtons, I mean, who doesn't want any kind of opportunity to have cookies? And I do salted raisins. Also pretzels. Huge fan of pretzels. So... I haven't actually tried like full full foods before. Um, just mostly because I barely can walk and chew gum. Full disclosure, I'm a klutz, which amazes me that I can even run because did not think that was in my DNA. Um, but a really important portion that you picked up upon is looking at your watch. Instead of being so focused, I most of our smartwatches and our GPS watches they ding at the mile mark. Mm-hmm. So get in the habit every mile, checking what your total time mm-hmm. is. You obviously know kind of what your general pacing is. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to do that quick mental math. Like, okay, if once I get to mile two, I need to start checking that time. Once I get to mile three, I need to start checking that time. So you don't feel so beholden to the time. Right. But you, you take those little cues. And that way, again, it becomes just as methodical as running itself. 
absolutely. So Amy, let us know if that works for you on your next long brunch. And rock stars, we have brought this to a close, so it's time to celebrate another great workout. Give yourself a high five. Make sure that you rehydrate and refuel. I love those two aspects of every single workout with your brunch-tastic favorites, of course. And while you recover and rest for your next run, we'd appreciate it if you take the time to subscribe and rate Time for Brunch on Spotify or Apple. And you know you want to share the love. So share as often with your other friends, whether they're runners or not. We would love to see them listening in and using the hashtag TFBrunch on social media so we can continue to grow our community one run at a time. And Coach Shelby, I'll let you take it for the official sign-off. So everybody, great work today. Keep it going. You are runners. You are important. We'll see you next time. We'll be serving up more miles with, of course, a side of smiles. Until then, take care and run free.